Named the 2021 Wisconsin Broadcasters Association Small Market News Operation of the Year. 95.3 WBEV. Powered by Daily Dodge. The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed are solely that of New Med Integrated Healthcare in Waupun, not WBEV, ESPN, nor Good Karma Brands. And joining us now, I can't believe I did this. I feel like such a doofus. It's Dr. Chelsea from New Med. I am so sorry for calling you Dr. Shelby. Yeah. I don't know how I got that in my head. That's okay. I guess I never really realized it until I said it to, or until you said it today. <laughs> and this is not the first time, but we have uh, spoken before. But how have you been so far? How is life over at New Med? Oh, life today is particularly busy. I think everybody and their daughter and their mother needs an adjustment before Thanksgiving. So we are hopping today. <laughs> it really helps with those awkward Thanksgiving conversations. It might, yeah. The, the neuronal connections are a little bit, they're firing a little bit quicker, so you can have a good comeback or two. <laughs> so I, I take it that New Med is, uh, is not open tomorrow. Are you guys open on Friday? We are closed on Friday also, so we have a nice long weekend here for Thanksgiving. That is lovely. So if somebody mm-hmm. is listening now and maybe they're thinking, oh, you know what, I could use an adjustment before Christmas, that's a great idea. Where uh, where yes. might they be able to fill out that paperwork and become a new patient at NewMed? Definitely. The easiest way to actually just get the paperwork is to call and have them sent, have it sent to you. So what, what that would look like is, you know, you would call in, talk to the front desk. Uh, they would get you scheduled as a new patient appointment. And then typically we email those that new patient intake is what it's called to you. And you actually do it on your phone or your tablet or your computer at home. And then that submits it back to us when you hit complete. And then actually the day of when you're here, then that takes about, you know, a half an hour less of your time. Um, so you don't have to come as early if you get that done ahead of time. It does make the busy schedule a little bit more manageable and uh, there's lots of great reasons to head to New Med. Of course, you have integrated in your name, and your integrated program is probably the talk of the town. And we'll definitely touch on that in a little bit. But of course, this was a really exciting year for for you guys. You expanded your neuropathy department. You opened up peripheral neuropathy. It it's almost been an entire year now for that, hasn't it? Almost, yeah. We rolled that program out at the beginning of the year. So in January of 2022 is when we first started um, putting out feelers for that as far as uh, scheduling appointments and stuff like that. So, yes, nearly, nearly a year, one more month. It is incredibly exciting. And if anyone's joining us for the first time, and we've talked a lot about peripheral neuropathy, but what exactly is it? How is it different from regular neuropathy? So peripheral neuropathy is neuropathy. Um, They are one and the same. Um, Neuropathy starts in the feet or the hands, and that's called the periphery. And so that means something that's far away from the center. Um, So the central central nervous system is what we work on as chiropractors when we adjust the spine and that kind of stuff. It stimulates the central nervous system. And so that's where the difference is, is between neuropathy and radiculopathy. Mm. So radiculopathy comes from the central nervous system from your spine and spreads downwards towards your feet through your thighs or legs or that kind of stuff. Whereas peripheral neuropathy starts in the periphery, meaning your toes, your fingers, that kind of stuff, your extremities essentially, and it's working its way upwards towards your knees or towards your elbows. So they are essentially opposites. 
um, with their pattern of nerve irritation. Um, now, peripheral neuropathy is what we work on with our neuropathy program. Um, that can be caused from multiple different reasons. The biggest one that we see in our office is from type 2 diabetes or even potentially type 1 diabetes um, if it's uncontrolled or, or mismanaged um, in your younger years. Um, and so that's our biggest thing. Um, I would say the closest runner-up would be things like chemotherapy-induced neuropathy or um, post surgical neuropathy, those kinds of things. Um, actually, medication-induced neuropathy is something that we also treat. So those are the, those are the heavy hitters that we see um, and that we are able to treat. What are some of the symptoms of peripheral neuropathy? How might somebody be able to investigate if they are experiencing this on their own person? Definitely. There's a lot of different types of symptoms for neuropathy, uh, mainly because there's different types of nerve fibers that get affected with neuropathy at different rates. So there are, you know, the large nerve fibers, there are the superficial smaller nerve fibers, and then there's um, nerve fibers that handle things like pressure or temperature or um, those kinds of sensations. And so you might lose some of those feelings. Um, it might look like numbness in the feet or the hands or fingers or toes. It might look like burning pain as those nerves start to, to die. They might send out, you know, kind of like a burning sensation. Uh, muscle cramps, electric pain, um, tingling. Um, you might lose some of your balance uh, because you can't feel the bottom of your feet. Um, there might be... Um, like a feeling of walking with your sock crumpled up underneath your feet mm. um, or, or walking on marbles. Sometimes people say that kind of stuff is, those are the, the top descriptors, I would say, as far as neuropathy, pins and needles, uh, that kind of stuff. I've had the, uh, the sensation in my, my toes, and it does feel for, for myself like somebody's almost taking a lighter, like a hot tip of a lighter and pressing it against the, uh, the front of my big toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a, what I would probably say would be a burning pain. Most, uh, most definitely, especially with the lighter analogy. But uh, NewMed Integrated Healthcare, the integrated part of you guys is really what separates you because you work together as a team and your communication is integrated, but also the services that you offer, they also are all connected. That is correct. Yes, we have a great... Um, team of providers here, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, and we work really well together with, um, you know, it within our clinic. And so the biggest thing that we uh, pride ourselves on is our integrated model along with the neuropathy program. And so we have so many different options for patients if they're looking for, you know, either a second opinion or some somewhere to start. Um, we can kind of give you that, that base work or a second set of eyes if that's what you need. Um, so our integrated program, we have been doing this for maybe three or four years now, um, probably three. Um, and so this is something that not a lot of offices will um, be able to do or, you know, are set up a little bit incorrectly and, but still tell you that they're integrated. Um, integration in the truest form is when multiple different providers or specialties are working on the same case or the same patient at the same time. Um, so they're, you're intertwining your therapies with, you know, an, another provider, another specialist therapies as well. So in our office, that looks like our nurse practitioners, our rehab techs, and us as chiropractors all working on and treating the same patient in the same day that they're in our office. 
And so that's where we kind of are a step above maybe just a, a typical chiropractic office or um, a typical family nurse practitioner visit where they can only offer so many things. We offer at least, you know, triple the amount of what a typical chiropractic office or a typical nurse practitioner visit would, would be able to, to give you. If you have a question for Dr. Chelsea at NewMed Integrated Healthcare in Lapan, we have an open line at 920-885-4446. Do you mind giving an example, Dr. Chelsea? What exactly would that integrated approach look like? If I came in there with my peripheral neuropathy or if I had um, some joint pain in my knee and I was getting that checked out, what would the, the rest of the integrated approach look like? Definitely. So for neuropathy, that's a separate program from our integration. So if you were coming in with peripheral neuropathy, you would be having a a 16-point neurological exam with our nurse practitioner first, Um, and then you would be having your day two visit to talk about um, your results and if you're willing to move forward and all of that kind of stuff. Um, If you're looking for more, um, what I would say, musculoskeletal complaints, so say you had uh, a knee injury or something like that, knee pain, or even low back or neck pain or headaches or things like that, that would be more geared towards our integrated program. And so that also would be an initial exam with our nurse practitioner, um, not as intensive, uh, more specific to the complaint area versus broadness of the neuropathy exam. Um, and so what that would look like, again, would be the first visit, and then you would be getting x-rays uh, potentially if, if warranted or if needed. And then uh, that would be your first visit. The second visit, you'd come back, you sit down with uh, one of the nurse practitioners and one of the chiropractors, and um, what you do is we, we kind of talk through your x-ray results, and then um, as the nurse practitioner then will take those results and show you, you know, okay, because of this in your x-rays or because of this in your exam, you know, on the previous visit, we are recommending, you know, maybe so many weeks of of rehab paired with chiropractic. Or, Mm. you know, because of the severe degeneration in your knee, you might need this type of injection therapy combined with rehab or something like that. Whatever it is is unique to your case and, and your symptoms. So, um, after that, then you get started um, uh, at your next, well, you get adjusted that day if you choose to, um, and then at your next visit, you'll start with, with all of the other things that we had suggested, if that's what you choose to do. I imagine, Dr. Chelsea, do you get a lot of appointments this time of year and uh, during winter when people are shoveling snow or doing activities that they typically don't do for the rest of the year? Definitely, yes. Um, change of season is a, is a change of, you know, activity level for everybody. And, and you know, shoveling is one of them. Um, you know, slips and falls are another one of them. Um, even when <laughs> I almost fell the other day, just walking into the office, there's a downspout you, and, and it just must have formed enough little uh, ice over the, overnight. And I was walking and not paying attention, and I did a little slip and, like, oh, my gosh, dang, I almost <laughs> went down. Uh, so those kinds of things, you know, you, you jar your body or you, you tense up really quickly. Or if you're shoveling, you know, you're using the same postural muscles in your low back to lift the shovel and toss the snow repetitively. And so those kinds of things cause maybe aggravations of old conditions or potentially, you know, if it's wet, heavy snow and you toss it and twist, you might sprain your low back ligaments. So, you know, those those kinds of things are 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 common, I guess I should say, around this time of year, especially as we get more snow later in winter. 
And we are, we are still in the middle of gun deer season. And I know there's a lot of dedicated hunters out there that will spend hours at a time si- seated in a chair waiting for that one moment that they've maybe waited mm-hmm. hours for. And I've already talked to a couple people that have complained about the low back pain they may have from all that extended sitting. What sort of, uh, of advice or um, options are available for people if they do have a day where they know they'll be sitting around for most of the day? Definitely. Um, so I myself am a hunter, and I sat for the majority of the day on Saturday and Sunday. And so what I did in the stand is actually got up and did some just gentle range of motion stretching. Um, I did some calf raises uh, to get the blood pumping because when sitting, it's kind of like gets pooled and you don't have that return of, of blood flow upwards. And so I was doing calf raises. I was doing low back stretches. Um, I was doing some um, neck, neck. Um, I was I call them neck drawers. They're kind of like where you make a double chin and like stretch it out and stuff like that. Um, so it was funny because I, I sit in the same stand with my dad, and so he sees me doing these things, and then all of a sudden, like I think the third time I was doing it, he's like, "Should I be doing those things?" And I was like, "Heck yes, you should be." So it was funny. So then we alternated like every every time. So so one of us was still watching for the deer, and and the other one was doing some some stretching and some some leg exercises to get the blood flowing. But it just was funny because you know the more you're exposed to the things that potentially could be helping you, you know adjustments, stretching exercises, that kind of stuff, it, you kind of catch on. You know it, it becomes more second nature versus you know a novelty. So it was kind of funny that he had like this big epiphany watching me do these things in the deer stand. <laughs> well, just like smiling is contagious, watching other people move makes you want to move. I, you were just talking about moving, and I had to get up out of my chair and do a few stretches. And I think that shows the, the power of being a positive moving example I, for other people, not being afraid yeah. to, because some stretches are kind of awkward in public, and I love doing right. them. And that yeah. is something that is so difficult because it seems like society wants us to stand perfectly still and not move our bodies and that's just causing more pain for us in the in the long term definitely very accurate um there's a common phrase right now in the medical field or maybe in our world as chiropractors um that that says sitting is the new smoking uh because we sit uh, maybe not we meaning me because i'm jumping around all day but you know, we as in a society sit for so many hours on end without movement um, and without, you know, actually getting up and, and, and challenging the joints of our body in the correct way. Um, so, so there's, you know, false patterns or artificial patterns that start to develop that cause more harm than good. I realize that we, we talk a lot about sitting, Dr. Chelsea, but I don't know if we ever talked about laying down. And uh, I guess that's connected to both sleeping and just laying down for leisure. But is there any recommendations you have for people laying down of supporting the shoulders, the neck? Uh, what, what do you recommend? What is the proper position to lay down? Yeah, so there, I would say there's not one a one-size-fits-all for laying or sleeping uh, postures. Um, the only thing you really, really want to stay away from is sleeping on your stomach. Um, and so there's a couple things that happen when that is a pattern that develops in patients. Um, you, you think about laying flat down on your stomach. On a chiropractic table, you can lay flat with your head and your face in neutral position um, because there's the face piece with the gap in the middle. 
But when you're laying on a pillow, you can't just lay face down in the pillow because you wouldn't be able to breathe. So your neck has to be constantly turned either to the right or to the left. And then when you're waking up in the morning, you're going to have a a more stiff neck than someone who hasn't been sleeping in those uh, tonic positions or tonic postures all night. Another thing that develops is is a extension of your your mid back to low back transitional segment, um, and so that will create almost a, an excessive arch in your back. Um, and so sometimes we'll recommend if you have to sleep on your stomach to get sleep, putting a pillow underneath your belly so that it doesn't extend you as much. And then of course trying to rotate your neck right and left, alternating you know every hour or so if you wake up or able to, um, just so that you don't get super tight one direction and not be able to turn the other way. We're speaking with Dr. Chelsea from New Med Integrated Healthcare in Waupon. Sorry about that, Dr. Chelsea. You're good. You were were saying? Uh, Yeah, I was just saying, if you're laying on your back, um, we would like to see a little bit of a break in the tension um, in the lower half. So we, we commonly recommend for people with low back pain to break that tension by putting a small pillow underneath the knees to give a little bend. Mm. And that, again, will just kind of neutralize that low back for you and help eliminate some pain or discomfort, especially when you wake up in the morning. I've noticed that, too, of, of laying down and then lifting your legs up. That allows the low back to totally lay flat against the floor. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's where we would take... Um, take that tension and decrease it by putting a bend in the knees. So then there's not so much tension on the muscles or even the nerves that run through those muscles. So you can think about it as like a rubber band. If you have it pulled super tight as your legs are laying flat, then you give it a little slack and there'll be a bend in the middle. And by giving it a little bit of slack by putting the pillow under your knees, then that'll take, take away some of the tension that's on the nerves and the muscles in the area. We're speaking with Dr. Chelsea from New Med Integrated Healthcare in Wapan. The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed are solely that of New Med, not WBEV, ESPN, nor Goodcomer Brands. Dr. Chelsea, this is the time of year where people are doing a lot of holiday travel and being in positions that we don't necessarily want to be in, but we have to be in. And maybe that is a long car ride, a train ride, even on an airplane. And if we're trying to get some sleep, what sort of recommendations do you have if we have to sleep in a seated position. Do you recommend travel pillows? What What are your uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely love the travel pillows, especially for the neck, um, uh, just because, you know, if you're in an airplane or a car, you, you kind of do that doze off and then you jerk your neck really fast if it's not supported. And sometimes that can almost cause a, mu- uh, a muscle spasm. And so sometimes people will wear those little pillows just as support around their neck um, to prevent that from happening. Um, not every time does that happen, but I, I find myself doing that if I doze off, you know, even just sitting on the couch, I'll jerk awake really fast and you're kind of like, oh, shoot, like my neck or, you know, oh, my shoulder or something like that. So um, just having a little support is always a great thing. Um, and then for the low back, you know, a lot of cars right now have the lumbar support that you can just hit a button and it like pumps it up mm. um, or adds air to the low back area in the seat. And so... Um, if you don't have that, I would recommend just either a rolled-up bath towel or something like that and just putting that in the small of your back, again, to just kind of upright and neutralize the curves of the spine, keep them in a better posture. Um, it's kind of a chain effect. Um, you know, if your low back is slumping down in, into flexion when you sit, you know, you're rounding your back, uh, tucking your tail essentially like a dog, 
then the rest of your spine is going to follow suit because it's all interconnected. And so if you're in a, a poor posture with your low back from sitting, and this goes for sitting, you know, in the office chair also, you know, having something that keeps you a little more upright in the low back, and then the rest of your body will follow suit as far as the spine is concerned. Um, and so sometimes that just takes the tension off the shoulders, neutralizes your neck, and just kind of let, helps you relax or, you know, unclench your jaw or things like that. Um, kind of almost subconsciously. So those are the two big things I would recommend for traveling. If you have a question for Dr. Chelsea from NewMed Integrated Healthcare, Lapon, give us a call, 920-885-4446. Dr. Chelsea, uh, we, we talked a little bit about this time of year and the dangers of ice slipping and falling. Yesterday, I was at judo practice and they were getting ready for a tournament. So, of course, I was the sucker that was being thrown to the mat about 20 times. Uh, When it comes to this time of year, what sort of recommendations do you have for people to either avoid falls or how to fall properly to avoid an injury that may require extensive treatment or even an operation? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a known, you know, issue or complaint in an area already, I would say, you know, take precautions um, if you feel more stable, potentially walking with, uh, holding on to somebody or walking with a cane, if that's something that you have, uh, those are things that are, are going to be of assistance to you. You know, a three-point chair is a little bit more sturdy than just a two-point chair. And, and so if you add a third, you know, leg essentially with the cane, sometimes that can give you a little bit more stability um, with walking. I would also just suggest maybe always having your cell phone on you or, you know, some people have those little buttons that they can press on a necklace or bracelet because very commonly, and actually we've had two patients um, within the last couple months here, have falls and not be able to get up because of severe pain. And they end up not being able to get up until hours or, you know, hours later where somebody came to find them because they were not where they were supposed to be at that certain time of day. And so, unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, cell phones are around, and so let's use them (laughs) Um, and just maybe carry it in your pocket so that in case you do fall, um, you can call for help if you need to because, you know, rolling around on the ice isn't going to get you very far (laughs) as far as injuries are concerned. You might actually injure yourself a little bit further. That is some great advice for, for even deer hunting. If you're going to be out on the stand or if you're going to be out hiking someplace, or keeping, keeping a cell phone, that is some excellent advice. Uh, Dr. Chelsea, Definitely. something I don't know if we've touched on uh, so much, but can you still use chiropractic care if somebody has a joint replacement, if they have a replacement of the hip or the knee? Is that still something that can be applied gently or is that something that is trying to be avoided in, in chiropractic care? How does that work exactly? So we are not able to adjust an artificial joint. Um, What we can do is muscle work, soft tissue work surrounding that joint, though. So that doesn't, you know, mean a hard no. We can't do anything to help you if you're still having pain in the area. That just means that we're not allowed to actually physically adjust or put any force through those joints. Um, Because they are artificial, there's not a super large uh, support system around them, like the muscles and tendons tendons and ligaments that were there in the original joint. Um, and so there's not the same biomechanics of the joint. And so that would, that would be very dangerous. Essentially, we could dislocate it. We could, you know, make it slip forward or backwards. It would be terrible. <laughs> um, and then we're liable, and that would not be great also. 
Um, so like I said, we can work on the muscle, the soft tissue around that joint, um, or we, and or we can adjust above and below it. So if you have, you know, an artificial hip, uh, chances are your knee might be a little bit wonky or maybe your pelvis or your low back might be a little bit painful. So those are things we can also help um, get into alignment and hope that that might take some tension or some pain away from that area that's giving you pain. Dr. Chelsea, um, if somebody's having a child, is, is prenatal adjustments or even after the birth of uh, being able to adjust a small baby, is that something that you, you guys offer as a service at NewMed? Yes, definitely. Um, I love adjusting mamas and babies. I think there's so much benefit of it, and I think it's a huge population that just doesn't have any alternatives. Um, you know, there's not much they can do as far as um, taking pain medication or anything like that. And so um, just having a baby myself a little bit ago, the the center of gravity shifts. You know, you're, you have pain in places you might not have had pain ever in your life before, and you're like, what the heck, how is this happening? Um, and you don't have any options or your OB doesn't have any options for you. They just kind of say, oh, it's because of the pregnancy. Um, things like physical therapy, chiropractic, um, that, that kind of stuff, strength exercise, strength training and that kind of stuff as far as exercise goes, those are all things that um, can help pregnant women. And then um, adjusting especially will help keep the pelvis uh, and sacrum in alignment for preparing it for labor and delivery. So that is what I love to do um, as far as uh, maternal adjustments. Now for babies, it's a little bit different because you don't need the same amount of force. It's a very different style of adjustment. Um, and examination. And so those are things that you kind of have to walk through with the mom and dad um, and just, you know, kind of say, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm looking to see. um, And this is what your child is showing me, you know, they might need help with based on their exam and combined with what the mom and dad are telling me their symptoms are. Is there a grace period of when you need to wait before it's safe to adjust a child? Do you have to wait a certain amount of months or weeks? No. Not unless they're, if they're full-term healthy babies, then no. Um, if they have medical complications or maybe we're in the NICU, there might be some restrictions, but that's not something that um, we put on them. That's something that the OB or the specialist um, will give the parents um, as far as, you know, this many weeks or this many months or until they meet so many milestones safely without complications or things like that. Dr. Chelsea, when, when it comes to some of the, the trades, uh, they're, they're jobs that require a lot of use on the body and a lot of use on the hands, and that overuse can eventually build up to the point where uh, if someone's entering their 50s or 60s, they might develop something like a trigger finger. What, what sort of options does NewMed have for, um, I guess, pre-arthritic or even arthritis or even trigger finger? What, what would be some of the solutions at NewMed? Definitely. Um, you know, hard laborers are, are kind of a very common thing, especially in small town Wisconsin. <laughs> and so um, we work a lot, a lot with, with guys and, and women who have these kinds of chronic irritation conditions or the wear and tear conditions like arthritis. And so um, the type of arthritis that that is is called osteoarthritis. And that's when the, the joint capsule or the disc in between the bones, um, specifically in the spine, get worn down and start changing um, the shape of the joint, you know, the use of the joint, that kind of stuff. So here in our office, we would definitely recommend chiropractic rehabilitation, some exercises and strengthening, um, and just trying to get some some better uh, firing for the nerves as far as 
um, pathways and that kind of stuff. So time and repetition is basically the best thing for that. Um, with osteoarthritis specifically, the best thing, the best treatment for it is actually movement. So while you might be in a little bit of pain with arthritis, the best thing is to keep moving those joints. So say it's your knee, um, you have knee pain because of degeneration of the meniscus or maybe a previous meniscus injury or, or surgery or things like that. You know, the the easy way out would to be not using the joint, you know, putting a brace on it or um, an immobilizing brace, one that doesn't bend or, or not walking or not exercising or things like that. And that's actually going to further the arthritis a lot faster because then what's going to happen is the, the joint is going to become restricted in its motion. Its range of motion mm-hmm. is going to decrease, and then the pain is going to increase, and then it's just a vicious cycle. Then there's going to be the toxic buildup in there. And, um, if you move it, what happens is the pressure change with movement actually flushes out bad fluid and brings in good, healthy um, hydration into the joint, and that actually keeps that joint quote-unquote, alive a little bit longer instead of having the, the arthritis set in faster. So a specific condition you had mentioned would be trigger finger. Um, in our office, what I would do for trigger finger would be potentially injections with the nurse practitioners into that area. And then I would also recommend what we call EPAT, and that is actually um, a uh, extremity sort of extremity-specific treatment that we use. Um, it is a high concentration of ultrasound wavelengths, and it gets transformed into a pressure uh, shock wave. And so what we would do is we would run that machine up and down that trigger finger um, or the tendon specifically that is restricted or, or locked up. And then what typically happens is because it's creating what we would say is microtrauma, the healing process essentially restarts in that area. Hmm. And so your body will send healing factors to that area and draw attention to it by having us do that microtrauma, the EPAT to it, and it will regrow new blood vessels or it'll amplify that area with some swelling or inflammation. And then you get more blood flow, more healing factors, and it essentially restarts, re-triggers a healing process. So chronic conditions like trigger finger or tendonitis or plantar fasciitis or those kinds of things that have been around and not healing any more than they had been in the past, essentially they need a kickstart. They need a jump start. And so this EPAT machine does a great job at that um, and, and helps um, create new blood vessels and uh, jumpstart the healing process. But it does seem like movement of the body is the the ultimate way to keep things lubricated and to keep your joints in a healthy position and to keep them pain-free. Definitely. Definitely a huge aspect of it. And like I said, I think the easy thing that our mind says is, oh, it's painful, let's not move it. Whereas, you know, the mindset should be completely the opposite. Oh, this hurts. Okay, maybe let's think about, you know, why it hurts first. Is it a fracture dislocation? Maybe I actually shouldn't move it. Um, and then if it's typically just arthritis or a sprain strain, that's when you would want to induce a little bit of gentle movement until it starts to heal a little bit more, and then you would want to do some weight-bearing exercise um, and, and get adjusted and things like that. But this kind of goes back to the, the benefits of moving, even if it looks a little awkward, because there are a lot of mornings where, where I get up and I'm a little stiff, and moving is kind of was, it, it's really one of the last things I want to do, but yet the more I move, 
the better my body feels. And then for the rest of the day, the pain that was maybe bothering me when I got out of bed starts to dissipate. Definitely. Yep. And that's a sign of, of um, I would say a sign of osteoarthritis as, as general as I can be, basically. Um, the stiffness, the tightness, that kind of stuff with the first few movements in the morning, you know, that's how if you don't move, your body will feel all the time with osteoarthritis. And so you can kind of see how that correlates. The movement is pushing in fluid. It's lubricating. It's wetting a dry sponge. I think I've used that analogy before. Um, and it, it's allowing for better motion, better lubrication, better joint movement. And then essentially that creates less pain because uh, the, the friction isn't there anymore. That pressure has decreased in the joints. And if somebody's going through um, an operation or maybe they're just trying to learn how to move again and trying to do it without causing pain or going beyond the range of movement that they now have in their body, NewMed Integrated Healthcare has a rehabilitation program that can really help somebody learn which movements will really help them and benefit them the most. Yes. So our rehab department um, is really great. Uh, we do something called a functional exam and a JTEC. And so the functional exam, if you're going to be doing rehab, everybody will have one. Um, what it tells us is where you're lacking, essentially. So what happens is they put you through a very specific set of tests, and then that tells us, okay, the right side in this location needs help, or the left side on the opposite joint, you know, maybe the knee versus the hip needs a little bit of strengthening to support it better. Um, and so that's where uh, the functional exam will tell the, the girls how to pick the exercises that will help you the most, um, especially if you're going to be doing them multiple times a week with us. So um, there's different progressions that they also go through. So every two weeks they'll redo the functional exam and redo the JTEC, which is a computerized range of motion test to see where you might need more range of motion in specific joints. And then what they do is they compare that first round to the second round and then the first round to the third round, and, and they see, okay, you know, is this person still lacking motion in these joints or do they need more strengthening or support or stretching, those kinds of things. So that's how we get um, the baseline as far as what are we working on with a certain patient and what are we targeting. And so that really helps us have the most success instead of just putting everybody with a shoulder complaint through the same 10 exercises. You know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. The shoulder has a lot of different muscles that control it. So you and I might have different muscle injuries um, but still present the same, you know, shoulder pain, you know, generic um, shoulder pain. Dr. Chelsea, one of the incredible providers over at NewMed Integrated Healthcare. You can find out more about the services and even get some of that paperwork filled out beforehand at newmedicalctr.com. Or you can always give them a call, 920-324-9899. So it is almost Thanksgiving. Dr. Chelsea, what are you most excited for come the holidays? Are you excited to see anybody, see some old family members? Are you excited for any pie, any food? Uh, all of the above. <laughs> um, I love the holidays. I don't know what it is. I My family is big and crazy, so I don't know if it's that, you know, just kind of catching up with everybody all at once. Uh, but, yeah, we, we have three different Thanksgiving uh, get-togethers that we'll be going to. Uh, and so we'll start off on Thursday and then we'll end on Friday. So there's a lot to do, um, but it's it's always I think just kind of refreshing to see everybody and, and hear everybody's updates and, and that kind of stuff. So 
I guess the talking is what I'm most excited for, but uh, I am a sweets girl, so pie, um, tort, anything like that, mm. the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows, that is where I'm, that's where I'll be. <laughs> well, if you have any extra tort, please send a slice to the radio station. Yes. <laughs> do you have any so family good. members so that, like, ever, like, complain of, like, a neck crank or something? That, oh, do you mind, like, could you adjust me right here? Has that, has that ever come up on the holidays before? It's always, yes. <laughs> it's always. Yep. I was, my brother came home for hunting last weekend and he's like, ooh, hey, by the way. And I was like, I know, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what family's there for, though, right? Yes, that's true. That's true. I'll help as much as I can in a short amount of time. Well, Dr. Chelsea, we haven't really talked about the, the team approach. Of course, you guys meet as a team every morning talking about the patients and sharing and collaborating together. It is what makes you guys integrated besides all the services you offer. How has the team been doing at, at NewMed? What are you guys excited about? What are you looking forward to on the horizon? Oh, gosh, there's a lot. <laughs> um, we, I mean, every day is different in our office because we talk about different patients every day. And I think that's something that I like the most um, is that we actually, you know, it's not just like you treat the patient and you send them on their way. Like you're really working with them towards goals that they've told you um, are specific to them. And so, you know, those are the things that I like. We, you know, as a team, we sit down and we talk, okay, you know, this person, he, you know, has been not able to do X, Y, and Z. And so how are we going to get him to do X, Y, and Z? You know, it's not always about, let's get rid of his pain and then send him on his way because that's not fixing the cause of the problem in the first place and he'll be back in three months again saying the same thing, you know. So um, one of the things I love the most about our team meetings is that we're actually just talking about the person as a whole instead of just, oh, he has a knee pain, what does his x-ray look like? So, yes, well, we have to do that, you know, get into the nitty-gritty about, you know, rating his arthritis and figuring out a treatment plan to get rid of, um, the pain, you know, we, we do talk about you as a person and we figure out, okay, you know, how is this affecting his day-to-day, -day, his, his daily living and his activities, and how can we get him back to doing things he wants to do permanently, you know, instead of just temporarily being out of pain and then a couple months later the pain is back and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's what I like about our team meetings the most. Dr. Chelsea, you mentioned that you enjoy hunting, but this time of year of all the mm -hmm. winter activities, what are your favorite ways to move outside? Um, honestly, just walking. <laughs> um, so I am actually thinking about getting some snowshoes. <gasps> um, I'm not sure I can convince my husband to go with me, but maybe my mom who lives across town. So um, I actually might be be looking into getting some snowshoes because I live in Ripon, and there's a couple really good trails. Um, there's the the college, Ripon College. They have the prairie that uh, you can can hike through. We have Southwoods, um, the nature preserve. So those are some really good options as far as movement. Um, but otherwise, I just like to just walk. Um, you know, I take my dog to the dog park, and I kind of do some laps around there. Uh, throw the ball for her. Um, those are things that, you know, you can't just neglect uh, to do because it's cold outside or because you are being a little bit lazy or things like that in the winter. Um, but there are things to be said about, you know, the seasonal changes and what we can do for ourselves in those changes. And so I do think, you know, 
winter and quote-unquote hibernation is part of what we should do in this area, you know, take a second step back, uh, regroup, reevaluate, cozy up a little bit, and just kind of take a break and, and get where we need to be mentally before we move into the new year and, and start to attack a whole, whole new list of goals for the new year. So, you know, that's also something that I like to, to tell patients, okay, you know, this is a busy time of year, but let's take a little bit of a breather and let's regroup and let's reevaluate and then we can, can get going for the new year. And snowshoeing, besides being a great way to get a lovely view of the backyards of Wisconsin, it also makes that extra slice of pecan pie a little bit more delicious. Heck yes. Yes, yes. And Christmas cookies. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dr. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. How can people contact you over at New Med Integrated Healthcare? Definitely. We have a lot of different ways. Um, we have a website. Of course, you had mentioned that. It is newmedicalctr.com. Um, and so there, uh, our website is, is pretty easily laid out. Up at the top, you know, they've got um, appointment types, how to access the new patient paperwork. They've got what we all offer as services. Um, some testimonials are up there also. So um, based on the program, you can w- um, watch different testimonials uh, for patients that have gone through either the neuropathy program or the integrated program. Um, and then there's also our contact info on there. So you can uh, reach out to us uh, via phone, which our phone number is 920-324-9899. Um, our address is up there, which is 160 Gateway Drive in Waupon. And then there's also little tabs, up, I think they're on the right side, uh, that are Facebook and um, Instagram, YouTube, uh, those kinds of things. And we also just have a new Facebook group for our neuropathy patients um, for sharing new recipes or new ideas as far as um, what they're doing with exercises or, or what's working for them. So that's another way that um, our neuropathy program is changing and expanding as well. So patients are noticing that, you know, they're hearing other patients talk about this recipe that might be uh, approved for the nutrition plan and that kind of stuff, and and they're wanting it. So we kind of heard that need and created a new Facebook page for them to to intertwine with other neuropathy patients. Yeah, one more little piece of integration. Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. Chelsea, thank you for joining us, and have a lovely Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. You as well. I hope it's great. Take care. Dr. Chelsea with New Med Integrated Healthcare in Waupun. The following was a paid program. The views and opinions expressed are solely that of New Med Integrated Healthcare, not ESPN, WBEV, nor Good Karma Brands. Coming up at noon, we'll get a check of the local report, sports, weather, and our conversation with the Smith family about Noel's Angel Walk new fundraiser with Captain's Chocolate Company in Neosho. It's 95.3 WBEV. Listen to your favorite shows on demand on the audio page at DailyDodge.com. Presented by Ho-Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells. From the Metalcraft Studio, this is your...